Maseches Peah, Perk Base, Mishnaches, 2.8. The Mishnah continues to explore the mechanics behind when one must leave Peah and who must leave the Peah. The Mishnah says, Katsua listem chetia, if robbers harvested half of one's field. So we said in the previous Mishnah that since the verse requires kutsrachem, your harvest, if it's not your harvest, but rather a stolen harvest, you're exempt from leaving Peah. So here, Robbers harvested your field, but they are only harvested half of the field. So on that half of the harvest would be totally exempt from peya. However, the cuts are who chetia. If now the owner harvests the second half of his field, no sin peya mimasha katsar. He has to leave peya on the half that he harvested. So for argument's sake, if one had a field that were 120 square meters and robbers came and stole half of the harvest, cutting down 60 of those meters, square meters, and their 60 square meters remain. Now, if the farmer who owns the field harvests the second 60 square meters of his 120 meter square meter field, then the farmer must leave one square meter, meaning one sixtieth, meaning pay out on the second half that he, har- he harvested. The mission says, Katsar chetia umachar chetia. If the original owner harvests the first half of his field, and then he sells the second half of his field to another purchaser, and that second purchaser then harvests the second half of the field. The purchaser will leave peya on the entire field. In contrast to the first case, the mission we're saying here, that if the original owner harvests the first 60 meters, and then the purchaser harvests the second 60 meters, so then the purchaser, the second owner, must leave two square meters of peah, one-sixtieth of the entire 120 square meter field. The reason why here is because the first half of the field, the first 60 meters that were harvested, are obligated in peah. And as we explained in the previous Mishnah, once the harvest begins, all the remaining standing grain, the kama, the standing grain, is pregnant with the potential of being peah. In other words, as one cuts down certain ears of grain, then the obligation to leave Peah devolves onto the remaining standing grain. So when a person harvested half his field, he had no obligation yet to leave Peah, but there is still an embedded potential obligation to leave Peah on what still stands. So when the new purchaser comes and buys that field, he is acquiring not just the asset of the field, but the liability, so to speak, of leaving the Peah that's embedded in it, the potential Peah embedded in it. So when he buys that second half of the field, the remaining 60 square meters, He's purchasing not just 60 square meters, but he's purchasing 60 square meters that has a generic obligation of payout, which he'll leave on his own for the one meter of the 60, one sixtieth, but also an embedded second square meter of payout that is left behind, sort of encumbered, encumbering the, the standing grain by what the original owner harvested. Now, just understand, the mission here is assuming that the purchaser understands the situation. He's not being blindsided. It's not a case of mekachtos. It's presumed here in the Mishnah that the purchaser understands that he's buying a half-harvested field, and therefore the obligation to leave pay has been devolved onto the second half that's still standing. Fine. The Mishnah continues, If the original owner reaps half the field, and then he is makdish, he gives, he sanctifies, he gives to the temple the second half. So now, by being makdish the field, now the standing grain becomes property of the temple, and someone else will then uh, redeem the rest of the field, meaning they'll pay money to the temple and purchase uh, the field, purchase the grain left in the field, and the money will be 
sanctified, and that will be used in the temple for whatever purposes. So the person who redeems the field is called the poda, the redeemer, the one who pays the money. Miata Gizbar, he who purchases it, fr- purchases the field and redeems it from the Gizbar, that's the appointee, uh, you know, the uh, the functionary who's working on behalf of the Mikdash, of the temple, who the purchaser knows some Pe'alakol, he will have to give Pe'a on the total amount of the field. Meaning again, the case is, original owner harvests the first 60 square meters. Then with the remaining 60 square meters, he gives it to the base of Mikdash. He's Makdash it. Then a third party comes and purchases that land from the base of Mikdash, deconsecrating it, being poda it. So when the purchaser gets it, he's acquiring the, the second 60 standing square meters of grain that has both the usual 160th requirement to pay plus another 160th of the already cut down field that had devolved onto it. So he will leave two square meters of the 60 that he cuts down. The reason why the Mishnahs speak this out is because if the Mikdash, the Gizbar, the functionary who's working on behalf of the temple, would have harvested and reaped the rest of the field, he, the Mikdash, does not leave, the temple does not leave any pay at all uh, because it's not an individual person who's obligated in the midst of pay. So even though it was temporarily in the hands of the Mikdash, that doesn't make a difference since it was redeemed while it was still Kama, standing grain. And we said the obligation to leave Pea is embedded in, you know, it's encumbering standing grain. So therefore the purchaser will be the one who has to leave Pea on the whole remaining field, both for what he harvests as well as what the 60th of what the pre- previous owner harvested.